Most people claim to have Bibles, but do they really read them? Bibles are very accessible. Check out your smart electronic devices. They're available in every way and in every language. Today on Ministry in Motion, our guest is Pastor Randy Roberts, and we will look at the discipline of consistent Bible reading next on Ministry in Motion. Pastor Randy Roberts, welcome yes, to Ministry of Motion. Thank you so much, Pastor Thank Ivan. you for being with us, and it's Ivan, and if you don't mind, I'll call <laughs> you Randy. Absolutely. Perfect. What a privilege to have you to talk about this issue of people not really reading their Bibles. Now, isn't that a novel idea for <laughs> pastors? Uh, we, we do live in an age where there are Bibles accessible everywhere. Absolutely. And most people would declare that they have Bibles in their homes. Mm -hmm. And I believe a lot of people are actually attracted to Bible stories. But Randy, what is the struggle with reading the Bible? Let's begin there. Well, let me start with this, Ivan. I think your, your points and questions are right on target. We live in a society and a culture that maybe at one point in time was fairly biblically literate, mm. but has become increasingly biblically illiterate. Correct. Uh, people just don't know the basics about Scripture, including the people who sit in our congregations week in and week out, and believe it or not, on occasion, even including the one who's preaching the Word. Mm. Uh, there have been some wow. things of which I've taken note over the years that indicate uh, a scary lack of knowledge of basic Bible realities. Sure. So the thought came to me some time ago, we have staked our lives, our eternities hmm. on this book, and yet far too many haven't even read it. That's like signing a contract we've never read, especially a contract that has something very serious contained within it. Right. Now, I'll tell you, Ivan, for me, early on in my ministry, I would have been in that exact same world. Hmm. I'm not sure, even after I had been in pastoral ministry, if I had ever sat down and read it from in the beginning God all the way through to even so come Lord Jesus. If I can interject for a moment, Randy, it is assumed yes. that because we go to school, yes. seminary, yes. It is assumed that not only we read, mm -hmm. but that we enjoy reading and that we understand what we're <laughs> reading. And yet the possibility is, is that we don't That's as true. ministers of the gospel. That blows me away. Let's it, keep talking. It is amazing. You're, you're exactly right. It was true for me. I remember a day when I listened to an interview of a well-known Christian minister, in fact, at that time, radio minister named HMS Richards. Yes. And when he was asked the question, if you were a young minister again, what would you do differently? And his key answer was, I would read the Bible more. Hmm. And that stunned me because he was a person who was known for his voracious reading of Scripture. 
That day I made a commitment based on some things he said, I'm going to read my Bible and furthermore, I'm going to read it through every year. Mm. So the next morning I started, I thought I'm going to read an hour a day and I'm going to see where it takes me. 60 days later, I had read it all the way through, probably for the first time. I think there was one other time in my earlier years when I had attempted it had been in the trusty old King James Version, and there were a lot of fits and stalls and lurches and starts, and I think I may have made it through, but I'm not totally sure. Yeah. But since that day, and that's probably been 25 years ago, something like that, <laughs> every year I have made that same journey through Scripture, and it has changed my life. I have a lot of questions to ask you about this. This is amazing and such a blessing because this really is a topic, a discussion that is so taken for granted. Yes. That because Christianity is based on the Bible and following Jesus, that we will understand yes. or at least desire to understand what he says. I, I think you gave me another metaphor sitting here. It would be like having a map. Mm-hmm. Or a GPS. Yeah. <laughs> and knowing where you want to go, desiring to go there, and choosing not to use that GPS or that map. So true. <laughs> and yet many do that exact thing, Ivan. I think of the researcher and demographer George Barna, who told at, apparently at one of his seminar sessions, told of the... Of the uh, experience of somebody being asked uh, who, what, or who the epistles were, and they said, well, they're the wives of the apostles. Mm. And uh, somebody thought that was funny, a pastor in the, in the group that day. So he went home and shared that with his church the next weekend. And after the service, a woman stopped and said to him, well, pastor, if the epistles aren't the wives of the apostles, whose wives are they? <laughs> and I think it just underlines the lack of, of ability simply to understand some of the simple realities of Scripture. Mm. We read a lot about the Bible, right. a lot about it, but I think that we really don't simply read it. Randy, I, I thank you for even <laughs> disclosing your own personal journey. Uh, and so let's dive in. As a preacher of mm-hmm. the gospel, um, what would you say to other preachers of the gospel who are watching and listening? about how to begin that consistent process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to tell you or our audience that interruptions is par for the course right. for pastors. Right. So what would you say about helping them to begin that consistency? Right. I think the first step is we have to decide whether or not it is a, it is a priority for us. Okay. We have proven In fact, somebody said television has shown we have time. Social media has shown we have time. Smartphones and tablets have shown we have time. We have time for the things that we truly prioritize. Right. And so I think that's the first question. Am I willing to make it a priority to simply sit down and read the text? Hmm. Am I willing to do that? Yeah. Making it a priority. What does that look like in your life? Well, for me, Ivan, what it has come to mean over the years is that it is that with which I seek to start my day. I am not perfect, Mm. but I can tell you over the years, by the grace of God, 
it has become consistent. Mm. So prioritizing means that I begin my day there. I, I begin the day there rather than checking my email, rather than doing <laughs> all the other things we're tempted to do. Right. I say, this is a time I'm going to set aside for this. So making it a priority and making it a priority means that we have to decide, am I willing to start there, willing to make a commitment to beginning at that place? Uh, that, that's huge. Um, when we come back, I want to continue this conversation not only about you, but other ways in which you can help pastors to make it a priority. Mm. You're watching Ministry in Motion. When we come back, let's continue our discussion about making Bible study consistent. Welcome back. Thank you for watching Ministry in Motion. We're talking with Pastor Randy Roberts about Bible study, Bible reading, and being consistent at it. And Randy, when we left, we were dealing with the very fact that you begin your day by the grace of God. Uh, even though we're distracted by all of these other things waiting on us. You know, it's amazing to me, um, people send automatic emails at 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> and so the email is waiting on you before you That's even right. arise. That's right. And so there are many other things just like that that will take us off course. Right. Um, how did you build a personal consistency? Because you have children, you have wife, you have a life. Mm -hmm. uh, you're a very busy pastor at Loma Linda University Church. Um, what forged that ability to continue this way? Ivan, I'll be honest with you. It took me a long time. It took me years. One of my struggles in my early ministry was being consistent with devotional time and, as I already shared, with even reading Scripture. Mm. It was not an ascent from this place to that place <laughs> in an unbroken line. Yeah. It was up and down, and it was failure and success. It was a journey. But somehow, I don't know how to say other than by the Spirit of God, that continual pull, that continual wooing into His presence, hmm. uh, it just became over a period of time more and more consistent until now it is a consistent practice. Mm -hmm. I've heard it said and I've read things that it takes six weeks to start a new habit or it takes right. this many days to do that. Right. I think there may be something to that. I think if we can just realize if I can make this choice consistently over a period of time that is not that long, it will maybe begin to rewire some of the synapses in my brain that now I begin to miss that if I don't do it. Yes. And that's, kind of, that's the point it has come to in my own life. So it literally becomes just a choice sure. to put myself in the presence of God in a quiet space and make this my habit of, of study. And so I think if we wait for that time to come, it'll never come. We have to proactively choose it. I'll share some of my own issues in the past. And, and as I journey today, I shared with you before the broadcast mm -hmm. that, um, in fact, my wife started listening to the Bible mm. as she uh, got going with yes. her day. 
And of course, it bleeds into my ears as well. <laughs> and so I've started audibly listening to the Bible mm. uh, on, my, on my smart device, on my phone. And one of the things that I was challenged with in reading the Bible through is if I miss a day here or two days mm -hmm. there, I, feel, I felt as if I had to go back and read all of the chapters at mm -hmm. once that I missed to catch up. To catch up, right. And, uh, and sometimes that has impeded me. Sure. But, um, you know, a, a pastor may be saying, well, well Pastor Roberts, I, I, I don't like reading the Bible through necessarily. I like studying subjects. Right. What would you say to a <laughs> pastor that maybe has that point of sure. view? Sure. I think there's great value to that. I think studying deeply, I think studying subjects, I think studying a book, a, a, okay. a character in the Bible, all of those have wonderful value, and I would not diminish that at all. Sure. There is, however, something irreplaceable about getting the full sweep of the narrative of Scripture, of the story of God's interaction with His people. I've tried it in different ways and done it in different ways, but there's something irreplaceable about moving through that overall story and getting a sense of God's ongoing love for, pursuit of, and ultimately salvation of His people that I think is irreplaceable. Okay. It would be maybe like reading any other great work of literature if you just read pieces and bits here and there or you, you dig down into one scene to the exclusion of the whole story, sure. there's something you miss. So I think there's a, a great value in just reading it through and, and having that become a journey with which I become increasingly familiar. Okay. I'll tell you in my own journey, I've been through it enough times now that when I get to Leviticus or Chronicles, I think, okay, <laughs> man, just get ready because this is going to be some rough territory here. Yes. But when I get to Psalms or when I get to Philippians or when I get to John, then my soul just soars. And it's, mm. it's that journey where you say, okay, I know where I am now and I'm excited about this. Or maybe I'll need to learn something new here because this is kind of trudging along through the dry and waste places. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you use the word story. Mm -hmm. Is the Bible a story? Yes, very much so. Yeah. Very true story. Very true very real story. story, but it's a story. Yeah. A story of, of God and His people. In fact, I read someone the other day who said, I've, I've looked for how could I summarize the Bible? What is it about? And I finally landed on this. It's the story of God losing His family and doing everything possible to finally get them back. That, that's an amazing um, arc. It is, isn't it? Summarizing the Bible. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's go a little deeper mm -hmm. here as we think about not only your journey, but the journey of those who dispense the word through preaching. Mm -hmm. um, and even brothers and sisters sitting in the pews may be wanting to be better students. Right. Better consistent students of the word of God. Um, some people get into this whole, uh, this whole version debate. Right. Which version should I use and which is the authentic word of God? Right. Do you have a reference for reading um, as to a particular version? Well, for me, what I would say, Ivan, is that 
we are blessed to have a multiplicity of versions. And the yes. more we're able to interact with, read and study from different sources, the more rich is the result of our study. I know there are some who want to dig down just to one or just to the other and say, this is it. Sure. I would see that a bit differently. While not negating the immense value of each version, I would say each one can add to you. Hmm. So, for example, when I study for a sermon, I try to have a range, range from some of those that are much more a formal equivalence translation, that are very careful with the wording, the language, the order, but which don't make for the easiest reading because of that all the way over to those that are more dynamic or, or more of a paraphrase sure. to seek to capture ideas rather than specific language. And, and having that sweep, I usually go through at least five different translations uh, along that spectrum. Having that sweep is very helpful to mm. get a more robust sense of what the text may be saying. Wow, this, this is amazing. Mm. Um, Stay with us, Randy. Absolutely. You're watching Ministry in Motion. We're talking about consistent Bible study. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. We're talking with Pastor Randy Roberts about consistent Bible study. Randy, uh, I've been blessed to hear your journey through Bible reading and making it consistent. Has that impacted you spiritually, it's personally? A, yes, it's had a profound impact on my own life, Ivan. There, there is a growing sense for me of understanding more about the ways of God in the world, the ways of God with His people, the ways of God in my own heart and life. Mm -hmm. There is a deepened awareness of the nuances of Scripture and the way God works. There's a deepened acquaintance with the different voices the Holy Spirit uses to speak in Scripture. Yeah. Uh, there is a resonance and an appreciation, particularly for some personalities and some books. It's, in some ways, it's, it's undetectable and it's hard to quantify, but in other ways, it's very real and very powerful. There can be no substitute for Correct. spending time with God None and His at all. Word. Huh? That's right. Yeah, and you know, we live in a very microwavable kind of an approach, <laughs> even to spirituality. It's true. Uh, even though we, we know sanctification is the work of a lifetime, Correct. we want it in a moment. <laughs> exactly. It makes me think of the title of a book written by Eugene Peterson, A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. And that, I think, is what consistent, sustained exposure to Scripture, the Holy Spirit creates within us that reality of a long obedience in the same direction. I love your term, Ivan. We live in a microwavable culture, and we do tend to approach spirituality that way. Yes. Devotions for busy people and five minutes in the <laughs> Word, you know. Yes. And I understand why those things are needed because of the stress of life, but you can't hurry the Spirit of God. Right. The Spirit of God isn't available on demand like Netflix is. Sure. The Spirit of God calls us to that long obedience in the same direction, and I think that sustained interaction with Scripture is key to that experience. This is rich for me. <clears throat> um, you know, as you, as you read the Word of God, 
um, the Holy Spirit draws us, yes. woos us. Mm -hmm. And of course, the Bible says he reveals Jesus to us as right. our Savior. Um, what are some benefits that the Holy Spirit brings in addition to what I've said about reading Scripture? Let me say something specifically to pastors on that question because there sometimes is a sense that the Spirit will meet us in the pulpit, which is true. Sure. Will give us what to say there, which is true, <laughs> but which sometimes gets used as a way to bypass deep and sustained study. Mm. Well, I'll just pray real hard right before I step up there and the Spirit will be with me. Well, by God's grace, He's met us in those ways and at those times. Yes. But the Spirit is just as available in the study on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, etc. <laughs> Correct. As available when somebody steps up to preach. And in fact, in some ways, maybe that's even more important. Mm. The experience no preacher wants to have is to preach a sermon, put all of his or her passion into it, yes. and feel like that went really well, and then stand at the door shaking hands and have a member say, you know, Pastor, I appreciate your sermon, but did you notice this in the text? <laughs> and you suddenly realize, I missed that, yes. and that undoes what I just said. Right. Nobody wants that experience. No. The way to avoid that is to spend the time in the text beforehand. And the more familiar one is with the text, the, the less likely one is to have that kind of experience. Yes. One more quick thought. I happen to minister in a context that has many health professionals. Mm. And I notice that they pay dearly for their education, not just financially, they do that as well, but yes. in terms of their study habits. And then throughout every single year, there are consistent continuing education requirements and right. for some of them, continued tests and boards to take throughout their career. Right. Sometimes I think in ministry, we miss something by not mm. having higher expectations. And the key expectation needs to be that expectation of how we consistently engage with the Word. Uh, boy, uh, rich nuggets for, for ministerial life. Mm for sure. Um, as you have read the Bible mm -hmm. um, and reading through the Bible gives you the connectivity of the story of the Bible, how has having read through the Bible impacted your preaching prior to you preaching without having read through the Bible? Is there a difference? I think there is a difference uh, because when you have a sense of the overall story of Scripture, every single text can become more rich hmm. and more full because okay. you know what surrounds it. You're aware of in an ongoing way of where this falls into the overall story of God's people and what God is doing with them. You're able to contextualize, not just contextualize for today's audience, right. but place in the context of this story uh, overall story of Scripture, where this individual narrative happens, hmm. and that makes a difference. For example, this last week, for the first time in all my ministry, I preached on the book of Zechariah. Uh -huh. I had never preached on Zechariah before, hmm. and having now a strong sense of the overall story, 
Once I started studying Zachariah and put Zachariah into his context, so much else came to life of which I would have been unaware had I not known that full right. sweep. You know, a young person may be listening and the Bible has appeared boring to them. <laughs> what would you say to them about reading the Word of God? In fact, I think you've put your finger on a key point. I think most people don't read Scripture, not because they're bad, but because they're bored. We have to find connecting points. If you put me in my auto mechanic's office and said you can peruse all the books here while he works on your car for eight hours, I would be bored in three minutes <laughs> because none of that connects with my life. Sure. If we can understand how Scripture connects with our lives, that elicits interest, and interest kills boredom. And when boredom is gone, people are engaged. Thank you, Randy, for giving us personal insight and professional insight you. into reading the Bible through. And thank you for joining us on Ministry in Motion. Pastor Randy Roberts shared key points about consistent Bible study. Point one, too many Christ followers have not read through their Bibles. Point two, too often we have staked our eternity on a book we haven't even read. Point three, he said, understanding the Bible begins with reading the Bible. Point four, there are simple ways to approach this discipline and make it possible. Point five, my daily Bible reading has been life-changing. And then lastly, he said, a commitment to read will be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Thank you for watching Ministry in Motion. For this and other programs, visit our website, www.ministryinmotion.tv. Until next time, may the Lord bless you in all you do.